Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Lovely Travels podcast. Uh, this week I'd like to welcome another international woman of mystery, Chantelle Patton. Um, she's very cheery, uh, it's easy listening, easy on the ears and she has a great sense of humour. Um, Chantelle travels a whole bunch and has started a business around travelling. Uh, Emma and Chantel talk about accents, traveling during Corona, and of course the effects it's having on travel in general. Um, and Chantel tells us a little bit more about living and working as a digital nomad, um, along with the challenges and the benefits related to that. Um, she travels with her family, got a few kids, and um, yeah, I think it's time to sit back, uh, relax, grab a glass of wine. Um, Pull up a favourite chair and, uh, of course, get this podcast cranking in your ears. Um, So sit back and enjoy this chat to Chantel. Take it away, Emma. Hello and welcome to the podcast today, Chantel. Hey, so nice to have me here. Thanks so much for having me, Emma. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited to chat with you. But first and foremost, I always ask the people the question, who are you in your own words? Well, in my own words, I'm a mother of three, uh, a wife. I wear very many hats and I spin a lot of plates and I've gotten really good at it. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's who I am. Yeah, we're, 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 we're a traveling family. You know, we, we travel around the world and we just love having fun adventures. So that's who I am. Oh, I love that. And so where are you from? We hear an accent. Where are you from? I mean, you probably think I have an accent, but where are you from originally? I'm originally from Canada. And uh, so I born and raised in the English speaking part of Canada. And my mom uh, is from Quebec, which is the French speaking part. So at the age of eight, she forced me to learn one of the native languages because my dad (laughs) is actually from Switzerland. So the Swiss German speaking part. So I grew up not being able to speak to either set of grandparents, you know, one set only spoke French, the other set only spoke Swiss German. And so, and we grew up in an English speaking home. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So where did you go? Which did you choose? I chose to learn French, which and is that good. makes sense in Can- in Canada because it's yes. it, it's crazy. Like you buy a packet of hot chocolate, and it's like on one side's the English and one side's the French. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. a so. bilingual. I I don't think people realize how bilingual that um, Canada is. We think probably more of it uh, from other people in the world. You think of it first and foremost as an English speaking, but. Um, yeah. And it is, I would say most of it, but I mean, certainly you go to the province of Quebec and it's, it's very French, right? Yeah. So yeah. 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 It's good for you to make that distinction too. And also nobody should ever assume uh, when you hear an accent from North America, where people are from, because I know, I know every time people think we're American, we did live in Florida, granted for, you know, a few years. So people, uh, your accent changes, right. Depending mm. on where you are. Now we're starting to sound a little bit Kiwi because uh, well, not really, but we, we catch ourselves saying words that we would never have said before <laughs> and does and it come like, out yeah. funny like because it well, we say yeast sometimes we'll say yeast <laughs> and I'm like that sounds kiwi <laughs> yeast that's my, well I'm Emma over there Emma Not Emma Emma yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's funny it is funny oh good well that was my next question where are you currently because oh, you could oh be anywhere gosh. as we are speaking recording right now I am in a beautiful one of the most beautiful areas of all New Zealand it's Queenstown and it's just gorgeous I mean I look outside I see mountains and a lake and I'm like oh my gosh where did I land it's so pretty it's a postcard it is literally a postcard yes (laughs) and it's honestly it's on one of there's a big call it's on my top five like I would live there 
top five. Would you? I, and everyone I meet, it's so multicultural. It's part of the country mm. that is the most multicultural. And everywhere I go and I meet people, I'm like, how did you end up here? And they're like, oh, we came, we loved it. We didn't go. And I'm like, oh, I can see how it just does that. It sucks you in, right? Oh, yeah. it's this, the, the serenity and the, I guess the, um, the peace, but then it's also like got, it's got a lot of, um, atmosphere and culture of its own and yeah. it's so lovely getting the Maori culture there too and they're so good at that in New Zealand integrating the you know indigenous people's culture 100% yeah you said it really well they yeah. sure do yeah it's nice uh no it's um and it's probably reminds you quite a bit of Canada with the lakes and mountains and yeah uh, very na- like very uh natural landscapes is, is a real absolutely that and the people to be honest very similar in mm. in regards like they're a little bit more um I don't know maybe a little more quieter than the Americans and like just a little bit more reserved and I feel like that's the same way that the Kiwis are here you know yeah. so yeah very very similar our governments yeah. are similar everything's similar so it feels at home and of course we're in an English-speaking country so this kind of tops it right so we really feel home at home yeah, sure yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're like the states and then they're like Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Australia is the big loud boisterous one that they're like no no not we're not them we're not them. <laughs> yes. Oh um, that's that's wonderful. And but so, when you travel Emma so you when know. you travel though and you're in a different faraway land like let's say in Europe, you're in Europe and you meet people from New Zealand all of a sudden New Zealand and Australia are like one right whereas like when you're on this side of the world oh, you're like we're really different you know yeah, we're arch rivals yeah <laughs> no we love them <laughs> we love them they're like our brothers and sisters you know we we joke around about each other but what's funny for me is that we always joked about the, the, the Kiwis and then I went there when I was 16 and then they had all these jokes about us yes we were like what no, we make fun of you. And they, and they were just, and they're very funny and very quick, very dry sense of humor. And they would just kind of ripping on us all the time. I was like, no, this isn't how it goes. But um, that's yeah, hilarious. We do really bond when we go overseas. But it's that same thing of we don't get as offended as they get. But still, it's, I was with someone and they, a, a Kiwi guy at a party, and he thought I was American. And I was like, dude, I'm Australian. No we were in way. England at a party and he's from New Zealand. And I was like, what? I do, I do have a um, penchant for adopting accents. So I will probably start to roll my R's cause I'm speaking to you. My cousin is from uh, Illinois and yeah. he's hard of hearing. And I don't, I don't know, it's something I do with everyone, but with him, I just, I just basically put on an accent cause it's easier. And when That's I go crazy. there, you know, you say, can I have a glass of water? And they're like, what? And you yes. say, oh, can I have a glass of water? And they're like, yeah. oh, oh sure. you did it really good. And <laughs> <laughs> just is like, oh, let's just cut out the middleman. I'll just do your your accent and we'll roll with it. But it is funny when you're away from home, uh, how you interact differently. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do take on accents, and some people more than others. Um, my daughter, she can pick up accents though from anywhere it's just amazing like she'll just you know pick up an accent and she'll sound Indian or she'll sound Australian she can sound like all these you know French and it's just hilarious like I don't know how she does it well it's I just think it's an ear and it's like it's like learning music I didn't I can't read music but I can sing and I only you know when I have to read I was in choir and I found it really hard but if I could hear the music and I heard if someone could sing it to me like this I could do it I could pick it up but then without the music, I was like, oh, this is harder. So I don't know when I'm, if I'm with someone and I'm, you know, my family's English or my, my family's in the UK. So if I start talking to them, even on the phone, I just, it just starts to, I think it's just a thing. And some people feel like sometimes you're mimicking, especially if it's another yeah. culture, like an Asian culture. But I think it's more about the intonation of accents. So like Malaysia and Singapore, they have this real intonation in the way that they mm-hmm. speak. And they say like, okay, la. And there's like a real pattern to the speech. And so if you're around only those people, you pick up that pattern. And so then you start to speak in that pattern. And I think also you tend to want to fit in. Like for me, I don't ever want to be the outsider. I don't know if that just comes from like a self-esteem thing or, but I like to fit in everywhere I go. So I don't want to always be like that different person. So you just want to sound as much as you can like them. But obviously like with my accent, I, you know, it doesn't always work. Right. But (laughs) you just try as much as you can. You've also had a um, kind of multilingual background. And then, um, you know, it's funny you said the Switzerland, my husband, lived in Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland before he was nine and so Whoa. and went to international schools. So I'm sure your children will have the same thing of when you're 
around this and they would have hung out with expats all the time. So when you're around this hybrid of accents all the time, your accent kind of becomes international. It's a neutral. And and then because I think the education is often in the American or, or at least people watch TV and the main accent is, tends to be American, then people are going to roll their R's and pick that up. So my husband has the same thing. If we go to America, there's words that start to come out and R's that start to come out. And I think people are just looking at us like, where are they from? Like, where are these people from? <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> yeah. Who are International. They? <laughs> That's so funny. No, it's so true. And how mm. amazing for your kids. So how long, I mean, look, uh, we should go back a step. You have an amazing blog and I guess um, I guess maybe it's blog. a business now, blog, blog, blog. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the channels of growing up without borders. So, yeah. I mean, how long have you been doing that? And tell me. Tell us a story. Okay. So we, so this is what's interesting is we were traveling uh, since 2013, technically we were, we set off on this five week trip and basically it, it kind of evolved into something we weren't fully expecting it to evolve into and we were at country like 80 we started counting because as you do you're like okay we're you know at country 80 that we kept saying like how can we make this our business you know where we keep traveling we're not telling anybody we're running our businesses and we're kind of doing this like discreetly so that people don't think we're just off having fun and not taking care of like our traditional workload and so the obvious thing would be start a blog and we thought well everyone is a travel blogger and we had no idea like how big YouTube was or that there were other people putting their travels out there on YouTube and just literally filming what they're doing and I thought well certainly we can do that, but it was a big decision. Like, are we going to do this and then go in this direction and let all of our clients potentially find out where we are and what we do. And it was always a big, like a bit of a concern. And still to this day, our clients don't know where we are when they call us on the phone, we're using voice over IPs. They're calling a local number. So they don't necessarily know unless they, you know, come across your podcast or our YouTube channel or whatever, then they'll be like, what you guys are traveling, you know, but this is how it kind of evolved. And we started showcasing just what we're doing, what we're experiencing. And it's, uh, yeah, it's becoming like a full-time thing, which is really exciting. So that's amazing. So since 2013. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And then we just decided to, um, start documenting it in 2017. I wish we would have done it before because now we just have to go back to all those countries again. That's all good. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I love that. You're like, Oh, well, you know, I've only been there for a day or I've only done this. Okay. Well, we just have to bring up the content again. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) And then when we go, that's what we're doing our planning and say, Oh, we could bring this episode up. I said, Oh, well, I'll go there in a couple of years anyway. So we'll just do that episode when I go. There you go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> but yeah. the last two years, I guess, I've been a bit, you know, like, don't even start. I mean, it's I started this amazing. podcast during, you know, we started this podcast during the pandemic. So the blessing was, I think we actually had the time to start it. But, um, you know, for travel people, I think it's been an interesting time. So what, yeah, what have well, you done? I mean, it's amazing. So, well, the, the great thing is, is we've still continued traveling because New Zealand was technically kind of, we escaped the pandemic for all these months. There was no COVID here. Mm. Right. So we could essentially, we were traveling all throughout the country, discovering every single thing to see and do here, which is amazing. And now that borders have started to open up and people have been traveling and such, it's just changed everything in our perspective of travel. And we're, we're kind of waiting to go back out into the big world again Mm. and prepping ourselves for what to come, you know, PCR tests, this, that, and um, if flights get canceled or this, I mean, it's a little bit stressful, especially with the new variant that came about and borders started shutting down again. We were like, no, <laughs> you know, the door was open. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you would be feeling the same thing. Right. So it's just, it's been like this for everybody. Right. So, yeah, no, but I'm just happy that you were there and of all the countries, like New Zealand's not a huge country. It's like, you probably could have covered every square inch in two years like yeah you really know New Zealand now right <laughs> oh totally I feel like we really really know New Zealand and it's just what an opportunity we've had you know I've I count it as a blessing because it's just been unbelievable like you know to be able to be stuck here is just huge so we're so happy <laughs> I, I think there was a piece of that for like so many people 
you know, when it first started, we're like, are you okay? <laughs> are you surviving type thing? And I said, actually, you know, because of the nature of what I do and I do always want to be exploring and I do want to be traveling and there's always, it's like, why not type, type of thing. Sometimes uh, it can be a, a little bit much. And if there's something going on in the world, I want to be there. And so when there was nothing happening, so it wasn't, I didn't have FOMO because if it's me deciding to not travel, I would have this fear of missing out. And, oh, I've said no to this. I've said no to that. It was like, no one's allowed. No one's missing out. Everyone's at home. And it was like this kind of nice pause to be at home and to enjoy even my local area because I'd go overseas sometimes and tell people I live near the beach and da, 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 I live in this like Australia's number one tourist destination. And then I just would think, and I'm like, God, I haven't even been to the beach lately because when I'm home, I'm probably catching up on, on stuff. So you're not doing those nice things that people come to your home to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that for you. You probably had a nice break. I think for a lot of people, it was a nice break, to be honest, just to the change of pace and for everyone just to slow down a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was great for us. So I have no complaints for sure. That's so good. Do you, in your travels, like, do you have this sort of thing of going back to Canada? Like, is that, would that still be your base? Like, do you still try and get back to visit family or whatever? Yeah. So like our base right now is more so Europe, but, um, yeah, we definitely, you know, have our whole families in Canada and that's like essentially our roots. Right. Mm. Um, but we haven't been for quite a while now. So, um, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to go soon. We know the family's lacking us and that is one downside when you're full-time kind of traveling like that, Mm. you do miss, um, all those special occasions, I guess you could say. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So there's, that's kind of part of it, but yeah, we're so Pros far and away. Cons. And mm. yeah, I think there was always that thing of you could always just go back if you needed to. And that that's been the challenge of these last two years is that the world had become so small. And then now we realize that actually the world's pretty big and the distances, even here in Australia, I know New Zealand doesn't really have the same situation, but we have the States and the States have acted like countries almost. I'm in Queensland and Queensland, New South Wales border, we drive over that like it's nothing. The border didn't mean anything. And now the border means something. And it will forever be this line, you know, where you remember there were police, there were roadblocks, there were, and you'd always see the sign. It said, welcome to New South Wales, welcome to Queensland. It's like, oh, okay. But otherwise it was an imaginary line. Um, Right. But now it is very much, we realise we operate differently and it was quite segregating this time and so, and realizing that, yeah, even in this country, we have such a big country that mm. even that distance, which used to be like getting on a plane is like getting on a bus to me. And now yeah. it's a super big deal. I'm going on a flight on Sunday and it's like, it's, it's emotional. <laughs> yeah, no, true. And the same in Canada as well. I mean, we have our provinces there mm-hmm. and there's different rules and different, um, you know, mandates and such in, in different areas. And for example, right now, um, there's still a percentage of people in different provinces that are not vaccinated and they cannot cross over Mm. into the other province. And um, I don't know if it's, I haven't been there, so I don't know what it's like right now, if there is, you know, people being stopped or what have you, like they had in Australia, but yeah, there's a big difference. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. We didn't didn't think about, about that. And I definitely saw the world as an, as an open playing field and and we're going to be going to Europe in, um, I hope in August uh for my cousin's wedding and in a usual trip I'd be planning you know Europe you know your base your base there it's so easy to get around to countries we did a trip the reason this podcast started was in 2019 um I just wanted to prove a point of how close everything was and we went to um five countries in three days but yeah wow you know on the one day we were going through three countries like we woke up in Lithuania and we ended up in Poland with lunch in Latvia you know, yeah. sorry, other way around, Estonia, Latvia, you know, we were all over the place, but you yeah. used to just drive through and I'm like, I don't know what that's going to look like in August. Um, and so as much as I would love to visit new countries and I very much have a mission to visit um, all the countries. <laughs> but, I saw that. Yeah. So cool. But, you know, it's, um, I don't know, I just don't know. And and then as you said, you know, I'm going, I have actually booked <laughs> two days after I booked, I'm going to America and the UK in um, April. And wow. to visit family, predominantly to visit family. Two days after I booked, the o- Omicron came out. I'm like, you're kidding me? Like, yeah, come on. I know. People, like the borders are just open, da, da, da. And then they start shutting into the Sydney airport. And I'm just like, 
we'll just we'll just see but but I've been given a list by the travel advisor of each country I have three requirements so each time I have to do three forms or a test and a this and prove this and then for the yeah. next place I have to do all that again I know and this is the whole the whole you could say it adds a whole nother level of stress because let's just face it like travel in itself it's easy it's you know pre-covid and and everything and super you know, easy, right? No problem. You've got Google Maps, you've got Translate, you've got, you know, the currency exchange, you're good to go. Bank machines, you know, but now you're like, okay, everything can change. You can board a flight with a, you know, PCR negative test. You can arrive and four days later, you're, you're required, let's say, to do another test or prove this or prove that. And then everything can change and shift. And so it, it adds a whole new level of stress in my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is our new reality. And how long is the new reality going to be like this? Is it a year? Mm. Is it two years? How mm. long are we going to be doing this? This is my big question. Like, can anybody tell us this, you know? And the relationships, you know, I guess it's countries' relationship to um, how comfortable they are. You know, some countries have just said it's okay. Other countries have said it's not. But depending where you're coming from, you know, like we have some countries that we've deemed as green or or whatever and then other countries that are red. So it's like Mm -hmm. you have to do that before you decide where to go. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a real logistics (laughs) nightmare really. And Mm -hmm. and an admin, admin, I'm like I'm going to have to have somebody – I've just noticed since having my son, I just, you know, there's so much stuff in your head. You're a mother of three. I just need somebody to cross check everything that I'm doing because even this year, uh, last year, I don't know if I was out of the habit or if it was just because there's so much going on. I felt like I kept booking things and then the dates were wrong or like then, I don't know, the event would change and so then I have to change my car hire. And then one of them, I just flat out had the wrong dates in my head and it was just, and then everything had to change. And then with a child, with children, um, you know, you're going to make, yeah, sure. You have a certain amount of certain accommodation. You do need vehicles that I wouldn't have otherwise used. And I don't really, I'm not comfortable getting in. Um, I would have usually got a coach from to my cousin's house and I'm not comfortable. So I need to arrange someone to pick me up. Um, yeah, there's just, it just, you really have to think it out. And I think people who are going to be traveling next year really want to travel (laughs) or have to have a really good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, people are still traveling. Like we have friends who are still traveling, but I just literally received a text about an hour before our call. And it's somebody that's coming to go stay at our place because we do a lot of home exchanges and they, they come in and it's great and what have you they didn't realize they needed a PCR test. They won't be able to board their plane and they're panicking. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could have easily told them, but I didn't realize that they They didn't didn't know. Tell them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's a family of four. That's four tickets. They won't reimburse. I'm sure of it. No. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So anyhow, this, you know, how nine 11 changed security literally around the world. And I think COVID's just changed the way we travel. And I'm just, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that it's not going to last too, too much longer, but who knows what if it's like this forever? I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like in it, I think people thinking about their travel and um, that slow travel is, is kind of a good thing and being a bit more conscious yeah. of what you're doing and how you're traveling and uh, some of those places that were way overpopulated and way over visited. Um, yeah, we might see a bit more of spread out of that, which would be yes. nice. Um, yep. Longer stays, longer travel, more, more kind of digital nomad spaces where people are taking extra long breaks, either to be able to work remotely and, you know, even online schooling. I mean, it's mm-hmm. totally changing. I just discovered a brand new online program that has so many options at such a low cost. I can't wait to share it with the world. And, um, they were, they're based here in New Zealand and I just, they just opened up to the whole homeschool market. They've been selling only to schools and what they've opened up is just a whole new way of people being able to do what we do without the worry of, of school. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. that's a whole other thing. So people will be doing these longer stays, I'm sure. And you know, it's just fantastic. So yeah. And so have you always change. homeschooled? Have the kids ever gone to school school? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So they've done, um, a lot of different, uh, curriculums. So they did do public school, um, and private school and then homeschool for a while. And now they're doing a combination between homeschool and an online school. So we just kind of keep mixing and matching and, you know, making it work, but yeah. So they've done both. (laughs) Oh, look, and what you're doing is so, um, I love it. It's so hopeful for me because now, you know, I have an 11 month old and, uh, that's, that's been my only sad thing is that we haven't had the chance to travel. Um, I would have had him on a plane (laughs) four months or something. (laughs) I'm so excited. And so many people, when they, when I was having him, were like, oh, well, when you have a kid, you're not going to travel. And I'm just like beautiful examples like you, it's like, travel is such an amazing education, um, in itself. And I'm just like, that is such a, um, limited view of the world. Like there's so many ways that you can make it work. Even if it's only the six week holidays that we get, I can still travel with him. I, I just think it's the way and, um, you know, maybe it's not at the pace that I used to, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. But I just love seeing, families like yours who are showing that it is possible. A hundred percent. And to be honest, I think it's easier when they're younger than when they're a little bit older and maybe more integrated into schools and friends and stuff like that. Because when you're, well, I find it easier for the way we're doing it because we're always on the go. So they have mostly only known that. And so, for example, since we've been here in New Zealand, we actually stayed at one spot for quite a while and they really got immersed into the local community and friends. And they're giving me such a hard time even right now that we came down to Queenstown. They're like, we're missing our friends and this and that's going on. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is what it would traditionally be like for any other family trying to bring those kids out to go anywhere. Right. Mm. So I feel like the fact that we have been on the road so long, they, that's what they've known yeah. and they haven't really given us too much of resistance. <laughs> so definitely when they're younger is probably an easier age than when they get older and they, you know, they want to stay with their friends or what have you. So. And so you mentioned before digital nomads. So uh, do you, would you share about the the businesses that you and your husband are, uh, is it your own business or do you have? Hi, yeah. It's both of us. So we started together um, back in 2001 and we kind of formulated, I guess you could say everything that we did so that we could live remotely and uh, travel. And we always had this like goal. We used to write down our goals every night and it was so cute and fun. And we should really probably go back to doing that, but we would just write down on a piece of paper, our top five goals or top 10 goals. um, And then we would review them every once in a while. And the purpose of doing it on a daily was that the ones that were really predominantly, you know, there at the top all the time were ones that obviously we both kind of resonated with. And one of them was to be able to spend winter Mm -hmm. south. So coming from Canada, it's a cold country, (laughs) like real cold, not just little cold, like like traumatizing cold. We just wanted to get south. So we kept saying Florida, 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 you know, that was kind of in our head. And we wanted to get to Europe and like all these things. So Anyway, everything we did was formulated so that we could eventually be able to do that. So we would say no to certain things and yes to others that would kind of align with those goals. And so we started online businesses. We had, um, we still have an online wedding planner where we kind of promote wedding businesses to the local brides in different cities back home. And then we host and manage a lot of companies' websites and their domain names and, and things like that. And so we've been able to maintain that as we go and now our new baby growing Mm -hmm. up without borders that's really kind of where we're pushing a lot of our efforts because this is what we love to do this is like our full passion on travel so this is kind of the direction we're moving into so yeah seen as challenging but once you've run one you understand the space really you're just replicating it and the world is so global now in 2001 2013 it was a bit different but yeah I, i mean the digital nomad kind of term I think that's probably only been around for like five years or so, but it's like there's others of us who've been doing it all that time. You're like, oh, you have a name for it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah. I work from it. Like, yeah, when, 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 when the name came like out, I'm like, oh, that's us. That's what we are, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, we're good. And and sometimes it depends on the client. Like sometimes you tell them. Uh, I remember doing a one call and guys said, so where are we today? And I was like, oh, I'm on a balcony in Hawaii. <laughs> it's like a of course you are. And the girls I was with were like, oh, you really have to work. Da, da, da. Like you're on holiday. And I'm like, 
no, I'm on a four month trip. And if I go from the pool now, had a lovely time in the pool, all good. I don't need to be here for another four hours. Yeah. If I duck up and spend three hours on, on the balcony working, looking at the view, <laughs> uh, that pays for the next day. And that's how I always saw it. It's like, if I do this few hours here, it's all that good. pays for the next thing. That's right. I think that's yeah. the biggest misconception is that people just think that you're only always having fun because, yeah. but the thing is, is like, they'll be like, so how long are you? Um, yeah. I don't know what the word would be like, how long are you visiting or whatever? And we're like, well, we're, it's like a long-term thing, you know, like, it's like you're saying, like yeah. you're there and you're working and you're visiting and you're having fun or, you that's know, how long are you on holidays? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of like a workation, right? So like, <laughs> there's a perfect <laughs> song for that. There's a song that the guy says, um, oh gosh, and I, I'm terrible at singing, especially after you said you sing. Um, um, oh gosh. Well, I'm on a workation. <laughs> it's like, um, yes, do this every day. This is what I love to do. Or yes. yes. Uh, okay, I'll send good. it to you after, but it's things. such a great song. I'm going to put it in the show notes with everything else. I'll put that song, but I dance to it because I'm like, well, it's like, it. a, it's and what it's, I do. Um, I, I love to do. Yeah, I'm on vacation. I'm like, whatever. Anyway, all of this. I'm like, you do you realize I work? Like I don't show you that I'm working all the time because it's pretty boring. And I actually wrote an article. I'll have to send it to you just out of interest about how I'm a freelancer and travel the world. And you know, the woman was like, can I have a photo of you with your laptop? And, and then she actually ended up using like a stock image. And a few people who know me when I shared the article were like, that's not you. Because it's very like girl by the ocean with a coconut drink, with her laptop, the sun glaring on her face. And it's like, no, no, the best you're going to get out of me is a selfie. Oh, yeah, so right. when um, my husband and I actually were in Italy and I was like, I need some posed photos with the computer to use for future articles or me holding my laptop. So I, I do actually get those now. But it's like, no, no, when I'm working, I'm working. I don't go and sit by the water with my laptop with the sun glaring in my eyes. Uh, you know, some people do, but... I would rather go to the pool and then go away and do a couple of hours and then come back and enjoy the pool. It's not. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like you're not going to be sitting there at the pool. Mind you, I have done it, but it's not the ideal workspace. That's kind of no. like you're and watching like, the kids so they don't work. drown, and you know, really and then you're getting a few things done, um, but that's about where it. The time zone was quite good. Uh, Cause I did need to match up with a little bit of the Australian time. I would just wake up early, wake up at six. Um, and I was with my husband and I just thought, from six till 10, you got to do whatever you can sleep in, but we're most of the time in the same room. So you probably can hear me click clacking and calling, go out for a coffee, go for a walk. I, I don't care. <laughs> but I just need that time. And I actually really enjoyed that four hours because I was on my own. I was focused. The time would go fast. And then I had the whole rest of the day to enjoy. And it's just a matter of being, I guess, disciplined and planning and learning as well. I used to t- sometimes try and do things on travel days. And I've realized travel, like when you're traveling, you think, oh, I've got an hour on a bus and I've got two hours in the airport and I've got two hours on the plane. It never works like that. It's like, <gasps> yeah. So you don't find yourself, uh, maybe yeah. that's the mistake I do is I do try to do sometimes that because I'm like, this is my only chance I will I mean, a plane, if we're a moving around. And if good. I don't, I like then, some, but like it's not ideal. On that's for plane. sure. I miss, I miss um, the headspace you get into on a plane. Like there's just something about, uh, literally being up in the air that expands your mind and I just get so organized you know and this phone switched off so you can do whatever but no it's more like you get on the bus and then you want to look out the window for a minute yes and you finally get your 100%. computer out and then you realize that it's not really got enough battery and, and then you're trying to type and there's somebody next to you and so like okay well when I get into the airport I'll do it then there's a really long yeah. security line and then there's this and there's that and it's, the window is actually 15 minutes and then you're on the plane and by the time you get up and down you're like okay I was only on the plane for 40 minutes really and so that's where I'm like okay maybe if I get you know, maybe it's more like sorting through the phone and, and tidying things and little quick wins as opposed to trying to do any solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into so that. You can, yeah, get into like a full it's, it's on mindset of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, but okay. there are some pieces of work that need solid chunks and, and definitely meetings you need to make, you know, you have to make sure you're in a, a place where you've got a decent connection and you're not going to be interrupted and you know it just makes it less stressful really yes yeah and I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges as trying to run a business and be remote mm. is you're sometimes 
it's that uncontrollable factor of having a good connection. And so what you think can be done can't, and it's probably oh, yeah. well, well, like outside of oh, COVID, yeah. probably and one of the biggest frustrations that you face. Do you find like that's how I, that, yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes I even trying to find a plug or something like that, mm. or just the quiet. I used to make phone calls and I'd realized that I was in more of a shared space and I had to wait till everybody yes. was gone before I could make yeah those calls or I'm like trying to whisper on a phone call because the room next door or the, the, um, the acoustics, like I was one person next day, but I was like, Oh, can I get up early? Cause I was like doing that and making phone calls, but it was a share house. And she was like, no, cause the noise will, you know, everybody will hear. And I'm like, oh, damn. So that's, you know, when that's in the consideration of like, yes, it's lovely to stay with people because oh, it yeah. saves money, yeah. but I have no control over my environment. So uh, as I've got older, I've kind of gone, what's more important um mm. spending a bit of money or yeah saving money <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah and it's interesting too because in well every country of course is different but there's a lot of uh, these co-working kind of destinations that you can go to now that have full-on like kitchens that are available for shared space and then they have the work mm. environments where they're air conditioned with fast internet like they've really tailored them to the working class that need to mm. kind of move around and such they're not ideal for families necessarily because it's more the young crowd but we have brought our kids to places like that and they've been a bit of a saving grace in the sense that you're not trying to like I, I remember in Bolivia once driving up a mountain so that we can go get work and a signal and the same thing we get there and literally the whole place had like one plug that they were plugging in their things with and so we couldn't charge any of our laptops which meant at that time too that for some reason my laptop battery must have been like shot or something like I only had a small window to work and it's like the panic of trying to get as much done because I knew as soon as we were done we had to go all the way back down the mountain you can really move when you have to (laughs) but it is what it is you know but that's funny you use that Maybe. example because I was just thinking before when we were saying we should stress like, the whole thing yeah. I got back from a trip to Peru and Bolivia and it was like the week later and I think I was at home in Melbourne and I was like I had better internet in Bolivia at 4,000 meters than I had in like my house in Melbourne no. like Australia's network is uh, it's getting better but I've had people used to sometimes say wow. oh India's not so good I was like I have been in cars with a USB or a little thing in India and I've been able to work the whole time. And I said, I've been in my house and I'm having unstable connection in, in a th- very, very first world country because of the size of Australia and because of the lack of density of people, the, yeah. the network's not very good. So sometimes it's ironic. I can actually better into overseas and I get home and I'm like, you're kidding me. I mean, have at least better I connectivity, top, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. So F- yes. FYI, if you come into Australia, you make That's sure the place crazy. has some. Um, oh my. That's the first wow. question now whenever you yeah. walk into a place, isn't it? What's the password? What's the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. 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 And how many times have we forgot to check if there's Wi-Fi, because you just assume that there would be Wi-Fi. Mind you, now you can tether your phones, but there are still very many uh, places yeah. here in New Zealand, the same like Australia, that do not have uh, even a cell phone reception. Yeah, so you have to really make sure that wherever and, you're you know, booking has that spot, planes, right? But so. then you have that, that downfall <laughs> of, yes, the connectivity and the connection lines. It's, it's just not there yet. So that would Yeah. So Emma, for you though, what's it going to be like? Like What are you up to now? Because I know you have a goal, like we do, to visit every country in the world. But are you feeling? Congrats! We are. This is one country. This is country one hundred for me. And yay! Like this is a big, huge one. So I'm like, oh, should I just stop Stop at a hundred and call it a day? You know. Um, And our girls are at ninety eight and ninety nine. So they're like. They're, they're right behind us. Yeah. Well, and my husband's a little bit ahead of that. So we were like, man, like, you know, but in certain countries might be really getting more tricky. It's like, we, we've done it backwards, you know, everyone said, oh, you Let's should see. do the hard countries but first. You and then the easy ones. I think I realized before yeah. I was 30, I, I realized I was getting to um, 50. I was getting close to 50. So I had 50 by the time I was 30. That was like kind of a fun goal and I, I hit, I hit it. So then 
I was actually in Mongolia, which is a pretty big one to tick off because it is a bit tricky to get to and it's expense. Well, you can go there, but you really want, um, you kind of want to be guided. That is remote. That's a remote country. Um, So we did spend a bit more money there, but it was actually a woman had sent a press release to my tour guide saying that she was going to be the first black woman. And she did. She's the first black woman to visit all 195 countries. And she was trying to visit Mongolia. She had like uh, five to go at the time or something. It was crazy in Mongolia. Wow. Was one of them. So she was trying to get support. And I was talking to her about influences and like the benefits oh, of hosting people awesome. like that and da, da, da. And then, then it just, I guess the seed was planted and I w- I'm at 64 and it just seemed really achievable. And so I set the goal of by the time I was four, uh, 50. Nice. So I'm 34 now. So I said by the time I'm 50, 195 countries. <laughs> yeah, but somebody else was like, why not 40? And I was like, ah, we can make a stretch goal. And then oh, that, gives you the lots of like that was 2000, July, 2019. And so I think, I think 50 is a lot more realistic, but you know, in terms of, if you look at Europe, you could easily plan a two month trip. And if you did your logistics, right, you know, you've, you've knocked off 40 countries, um, but countries like, oh, sorry, uh, continents like South oh, yeah. America and Africa, yeah. it's just, you can't, they look like they're next to each other, but you literally just can't drive over the border. Yeah, well, you just well, you just need a little bit longer. Like, in, we did all of um, South America except for mm. Venezuela. We didn't do, and then we did Central, but we took months, like a couple months each time. And I'm trying to think, even like four months. And then we we did oh, just we did ninety days <laughs> or hundred days. <laughs> we did only just ten end. countries, I think, in Africa. <laughs> but yeah, like Africa's it's massive. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just it's just so big. Like you're saying, it's not, and you do want to see it. Like you don't want to just run through either. You um, want to take your time. The difference between them and like Asia, Mm. you can do dotting around easily too because it's cheap, cheaper. Europe, it's close, and also there's heaps of connections. But with like South America, like I wanted to go to Argentina from Peru, and I had five days, which I'm that would have been fine. But the flight for that five days was nine hundred dollars, you know, and so. Yeah, they're expensive. Well, what we would do is in, in that case as well, because we found the flights expensive. No, we're going with five of us, right? So it makes a big difference. So we would fly within the country to the very northern part of as much north as we could get or south, wherever we were going. And this case was north. And then we would either cross over by foot or get a taxi. And then we would catch another flight in that country wow. up again north. And that would move us at like a quarter of yeah, the cost if just- we were instead to... Fly across well, they all do buses the and different stuff countries. That's so how we did it, um, and it's a common us. way. And I guess they just don't necessarily like do, do mm-hmm. like do that. They're not going with the traveler mm-hmm. mindset. Like they live in the country that they live in, and they might have a relation to the next country or have some business to do. But otherwise, they don't really necessarily haven't in the past had a need to go like that. And then in in some people places, don't travel like that, you know, in Africa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, they're next door neighbors, but they're not friendly. So sometimes getting over the border is you really have to fly. I mean, even in Europe, we wanted to drive into Ukraine and we had a route planned. You can't, you can't drive in. You have to fly into mm-hmm. the capital. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we spent, oh my gosh, we spent seven hours and it was like, it felt like the hottest day of the summer. We were going from the Ukraine into Poland yeah. and it was, we were yeah. stuck in between the two countries. So literally no man's land waiting seven hours. I could not believe it. Like we had in my, our mind, Oh, we're going to like pass through, you know, you count an hour, two hours max. No. Oh. And so you're with three kids. One of them it was just bad. One of them was sick. It was just, it was so bad. And every single car they were lifting up the, um, so, okay, this is a few years back when there was like problems with Russia taking yeah. over, you know, part of Ukraine. So there was like lots of tension in Poland. They've got their guards up, you know, anyway. So they, they were checking every hood of every car banging on it with some kind of something trying to hear for something. I don't know what they were wow. doing, but taking suitcases apart, like really scrutinizing every single vehicle. I could not believe it. And thankfully yeah. they really treated us like tourists. So we didn't get Scary. really, we just kind of got the pass through, but every other car was getting like the full on, but just sitting there 
for seven hours that long without proper hydration no. and bathrooms, is, and three kids um, like we unbelievable had, uh, it was going just from unbelievable. Mexico to Belize Awful. even yeah. um yeah. again they have a border but like the driving over was so much more challenging uh we ended up parking our car in Mexico a rental car so parking it being like you're going to keep the car safe and uh, you know, we're good here. And we, we looked up and seen other people had done it and it was actually easier to get the ferry into Belize um, and then to come back and get, pick up the car than it was to drive into Belize. It just kind of was almost not possible or the, I don't know, the bureaucratic thing to get through. And so there's just things like that where you think I'm just going to go duh, 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 and you can't. And so yeah, as I say, like there's places like Europe and, and Southeast Asia where people go, oh, Emma, you just go knock off a few. And I'm like, yeah. I've actually, there's only like one or two that I've not done. And so it's kind of like, I still have to do that flight and jump around because I did, didn't have this plan. I just went where the things were or where my family was, or I don't know, someone said something's happening. So I went. And then once you make this mission, you know, people who, if they set out with this mission would have yeah. a lot easier time because they can plan logistics and kind of maximize but gosh, yeah, you got to have the insight and it's great to know people who are doing it. There's a bit of a community, yeah. isn't there, of the country list. <laughs> there is. You know what? Then I should I should really connect with more of them, of the people who've already, you know, done it. Like I'm, I'm friends with a few people on, on mm. Instagram and such that have done it. So that's good. But yeah, like the logistics of it, awesome and especially as a family, that like, brings just a whole new level, right? So yeah. That I'll go in the future where I would not take my son. Um, and we, we, we've agreed, you know, depending on mm-hmm. my level of comfort of leaving him yeah. is and how long I want to go for, but it like, might be easier for times for me to go for a couple of weeks, visit a few countries, and then they come and join me and have like a holiday in one place as opposed to, I guess my husband's not in Europe. Okay. But I don't think he's as much on board for the, the, well, and, and the kind of, moving on all the time so if we do a slower one when we go for a couple months then we can spend kind of maybe a week in each place he would like it but you know my my three countries in a day road trip he's he's not on board (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's my that's my uh yeah no, it's not no, always the way i I made that very clear (laughs) like this is not how i'm always going to travel but i'm proving a point it it could be done but we had seven countries down for that and we would have tried to do it, but because of Ukraine and like trying yes. to do that loop around there, there's just, we read yeah. and looked around and tried to find loopholes and it was like, really just don't, don't. And now hearing you, I'm like, thank goodness. <laughs> it just would have been too stressful. Oh, I think, I think it would be harder, but yeah. I don't know if it would be better now, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like driving on the roads in the Ukraine, like, I don't know if they're different right now, but what Google maps says is like six hours. And then it takes you like 12 and you're not even there yet. And, and when we came in, the guy was like, um, so we crossed from Moldova over, (laughs) am I getting this correct? The guy said, thank you. And good luck. (laughs) And we both looked at each other and we're like, did he just say thank you and good luck? And we were driving on the roads. We were like, oh my gosh, these roads are just insane. Like the potholes were so big that you had to drive off the road and back onto the road. And you couldn't go more than like 50 on what was supposed to be the national highway. I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. This is crazy. Oh, but when we arrived, it and was the travel, just like the, the getting we to like, and from. Oh. If you, you know, I guess had we you known, know, it's part of the adventure <laughs> and it's part of the trip. And sometimes the it is. It's part of the parts that make funny stories and that make mm. you look back and appreciate things, yeah. and you know, and then realize what other people go through. You know, I mean, yeah. some, some parts you don't need to go experience it to realize what you have, but other times you do. And you do have a different appreciation and an understanding and maybe almost like a confusion. Like I would say I get confused about it because I'm sometimes like, why is the world so unfair Mm. for some people? Like who decides where you're born? Like, I don't know if that happens to everyone, but I often get stuck. And I'm, yeah. And I'm like, that's just, it's just not fair. And it is what it is. And then, but you know, and you can only do so much, but no, at the same time, such a beautiful perspective. Like it does affect you. You well know what I mean? Because, you don't think the same. Um, we, that's we for are sure. both from lucky countries, so. very fortunate countries. And, um, mm. 
Yeah. Like when people say like the saying privileged, um, I don't want to say it like they say privileged white. Pri- well, in a lot of countries, that's what you are. And you just, yeah. And just by being born in a certain place. And, um, our okay. You're privileged. And, like, 100%. I couldn't, I was um, in uh, Mexico. I was studying there and living there when um, swine flu happened. And also we had a, a, a sort of, uh, it was just after the JFC. And so our oh, yeah. government gave us money like uh, they gave incentive. Um, and because I was under a certain pay bracket and studying, studying, I got two payments. I got $1,800 from the government and they just, in Mexico, they just couldn't even fathom them, fathom that they pay 50% tax and their roads still have holes in them. Their hospitals still can't cater to the public. They, they don't get that money. They don't get to see it. They pay it. They don't get it. Um, they just couldn't comprehend. And, and it's that sort of thing. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, and I go to the doctor, mm-hmm. I don't pay like what you know I mean even compared to the states which is a first world country like you know the healthcare, that is just I just think you know and the people complain here I'm just like you got not like you have no idea you have no idea how how fortunate we are and you take it for granted yeah yeah it's funny. And so 100 countries, mm. that is incredible. Yeah, no, I'm going to no, ask you 100%. the most horrible question for any traveler. What is your favorite? What has been your favorite? And then maybe what has been the family's favorite? Okay. Okay. Favorites. Okay. I'm just going to, I can't say one, so I'll say a few. All right. Okay. So Europe, I love Switzerland. I love Spain. Um, I just love it. I just love most of Europe in general. Mm. Okay. All the cobblestone streets, but in general there, um, I love Mexico. I love the people in most Latino countries. I just love the people and the festivities. Uh, we really enjoyed our time in Nicaragua, um, because it was so different and so mm. unique. And it was during yeah. a bit of a political coup. So we had no tourists there. So we had a really unique experience. I love now New Zealand. Well. Like it, different <laughs> for different reasons, for so, different experiences. Yeah. And for that reason, some people could, you know, people could have gone, I was in Nicaragua and there was a coup, so I hated it. And there could be, other, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah. Yeah. No. And it, it sometimes depends on who you meet and the experience you had there. You know, it could be just like that cool game of cards that you played that one night with people you met and you're like, that was just epic, you know, and it could have been, you're doing the same thing in another country, yeah. but and timing, I, I don't know, just say, because you're both um, uniquely in a different you, place. And, you know what I mean? Things like that. that I didn't right? enjoy as much, or I wouldn't no. rush back to, that's why I say it. Not, not hated or at least favorite, but one of the places I wouldn't rush back to was Denmark, but that was because um, I had just been on two of the best trips of my life. And I think then Denmark just came after and it just didn't wow me as much, or maybe I had been to a number of European cities by that time. And so it was, you know, and although I was there with a friend and everything, it was lovely. It just, I think it just didn't stand out as, yeah. It could be true that yeah, the weather was mood, poor. You don't have the, the weather, like, like you, know, you know, all those things could have been a cold day, you know, whatever, you got to be able to do stuff. So, um, yeah. So yeah. What's yeah. a country that exactly. maybe you wouldn't rush back to? Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I have a friend who you, you can connect with. She's just been living there. Brunei. And, and she, yeah, she struggled. <laughs> I got to visit her, which was amazing for me. Uh, but yeah, the jungle life was not <laughs> cracked up to be. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. Done. Next question. No. So, yeah. uh, so where is, I think, yeah. big question. 100. <laughs> for the kids, what's going to be there? Like, what would you love for their <laughs> not 90, for their 100? to be for the next couple of countries you'd like to see wow okay um maybe egypt would be really cool or maybe yeah. even like jordan yeah. or israel like quite... or georgia exactly. i don't know any of those <laughs> countries maybe i don't know yeah yeah uniquely different one, yeah exotic different um i think so that'd be cool <gasps> You have to tell me when you go. India's, I've got a tattoo. Could be India. We haven't been to India yet. I've been 11 times. I partner with a travel company. So, yeah, Pankaj will take care of you. Yeah. (laughs) No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have the best. And that's what India is. I'm definitely going to be talking to you after this about it. Yes. And I think it's that thing of, yeah. 
Yeah, there's really challenging stuff. But for me, it's that everything I've you heard know that they love and coming hate. from a Western yeah. country is flipped on its head, like everything. And I love how foreign it is. And and it gets under like it doesn't, you don't see India, you don't smell India, yes. you don't I think you're gonna you love touch it India, you feel India. Like it's under your skin. It gets you and all the senses. It's like so a bit of a wow. shock where people, I always give people like a brief, like a debrief, okay. before, you know, oh, that's to go and just to kind of be there with open eyes and things like that. But I, I just think there's so much more to it than um, the stereotype that we think of. And that's why I partnered with this company because I like to create itineraries for people based on their interests yeah. and to kind of ease them into India. Like there's people who fly into Delhi and Mumbai, which oh, are both cool. amazing cities, but it it's an affront and it's like, no, 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 you can go into those cities, but you got to go here and here and here and, and ease in and have this experience first and then and then sort of warm up <laughs> to that. Or people fly straight to Varanasi, you know, where which is well, basically a pilgrimage place and it's yeah. the busiest place ever. <laughs> and then you're seeing burning bodies and, you know, like rituals and this, it's, yeah, it's like really. And so I'm always like, let's put that further back in the itinerary when they warmed up a little bit and... Yeah. Um, good idea. I mean, when we were in Sri Lanka, we, we kept asking people like, so is it similar? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. They said Sri Lanka is kind of like putting your toes in the water. And then they said India is a whole new level of smell, noise, busyness, like everything but they said like this is just like a Sri Lanka teeny, um, teeny little sample we're well, like there's, okay there's parts of Sri Lanka know, you know? <laughs> would be similar to uh parts of India so it's like maybe again you start there and then work your way up or it can just be um order of things like we started in a city with my husband yeah. and then ended up in the more natural places so it was like you end the trip whereas one time I went from Cambodia to Vietnam and I would never advise that I would advise Vietnam to Cambodia because Vietnam is that more intense um mm-hmm. that different type of culture whereas Cambodia is a bit more laid back right so it would yeah. be a better experience to go that way so yeah planning and logistics make a difference <laughs> Yeah. Well then there, so anyone listening to this podcast right now, take our advice. And I would say start with right. the harder yeah. countries and ease your way into the fun, happy, easy going ones, maybe. Right. Like, cause somebody told us to do that and yeah. we didn't. And now I'm so going, too. oh, that, like, that's smart. Somewhere, you, you know, we should have probably go done that. Right. And, yeah. So. But maybe yeah, save some, some lighter ones for the end. Like, and I yeah. want to do, I want to go to Antarctica. I don't even think it's on the list mm. though, but that's my, my 40th, yeah, um, but not every- that's going to be my 40th place. I want to go to go to Antarctica, so I'm saving it. It's nice to save when you're planning for Ooh, you know, places cool. like that. So, oh, I can't wait that to is- hear uh, where your your kids, where they celebrate their 100th. Um, yes, I'll, I'll let you know. We'll have to do another episode on which one it was, but it's going to be soon, you know, like as soon as we get moving and they've only got like, Julia's got one more to do and the other two have two. So depending on which direction we go to, as long as it's new countries, then yes, we'll be hitting that goal real, uh, real soon. So that's really cool. Amazing lifestyle. And how can we connect with you? How can we follow this journey? What's the best way? Oh, definitely follow us um, on growingupwithoutborders.com. There's a newsletter sign up. That's the best way to keep current with what we're doing. We send out newsletters to everyone to let them know. They're video the, newsletters, which is kind of cool as well. It. And then, of course, on Thank YouTube, you Instagram, sharing. Facebook, and like I the whole works, right? So, yes. Following the journey, but maybe, socials. you know, bumping yes. into you somewhere sometime. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to play our where in the world are we? 100%. <laughs> yes. I look forward to meeting you as Thank well. Thank you so much. Today. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can... Uh, Follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L O V E L L Y. 
or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts. All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.